Speaking of high levels, I don't know what my problem is at the moment. Cocaine. B Y O C. I've never been nervous before we started. I'm nervous. Do you need a fluffer? Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. This is a Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast where we actually play. There are no scripts. The story is created collaboratively in the moment. If you like what we do here and would like to support it, please check out underthelibrary.com support. There you'll find direct links to our first module, The Snake's Oil, and to our Patreon. It would really help us out and we would very much appreciate it. Again, that's underthelibrary.com support. Finally, if you are a tabletop RPG gamer or GM looking to get more out of your gaming experience, check out our other show. It's called Up Your RPG and can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Arthur. I'm playing Buddy. I am joined by Emily playing Colette, Rick as Sam, Scott as Eddie, and Wayne as Sister B. As always, our keeper is Michael. Michael, over to you. As a horror tabletop role-playing game set in the Call of Cthulhu universe, Under the Library features horror and other unsettling images. Not safe for Scott is our signal. The following information will be graphic. If you're concerned, skip ahead, but stay with us. And if you've ever looked up at the stars and thought, when? You're in the right place. And with that, Emily, for last week's recap. All right. At the pharmacy, Sister B discovers that the men who questioned, questioned Ethan had also hurt him. And this made her decision easy as she deceives the men by pretending to exit through the back door. They approach. She shoots one, killing him, and wounds the other, intentionally leaving him for Ethan to have an opportunity for revenge. At the hotel, Buddy notices a spot marked ring on Colette's map. She shows them the ring she discovered at the murder house. Colette is still thrown by the previous night's visions, but reluctantly agrees to leave the hotel and get some dinner with Eddie and Buddy. And Sam, still in the bar at the Straits, continues to talk with Jim, the bartender. He learns a man named Elroy disappeared and then reappeared a shadow of his former self. The community pays for Elroy's room at the hotel. Sam then heads to the general store and meets Belinda, Joe's former boss, who is initially hostile, but she then recognizes that Sam cares for Joe and gives him Joe's old notebook. And that was our episode. All right, so let's just jump right into our almost not safe for Scott. I'll give you a, a moment here uh, to Sister B oh. with Ethan in the back of the Ooh. pharmacy. Mm. <coughs> Sister right, B, Scott, this will be not safe for Scott. Okay. <laughs> Okay, if I remember correctly, uh, it was last we had was Sister B reaching over and grabbing Ethan's hand and, yes, and firmly. And, and Sister a... B, you feel his hand resist against the back of the knife blade, right, as it slides between the ribs and into the heart of the man on the floor. And there's a crunching as you kind of sharply jerk the knife forward in his hand crunching mm. um and then sister b looks at ethan uh, straight into eyes ethan you must always take an eye for an eye those who beat you deserve the vengeance of the god and you will destroy them all the men in these suits they were the people who hurt you they deserved everything they can get and she pulls uh, the knife out and then hands it to ethan to keep it says yeah. you shall keep this knife and you can hear audibly his chief his chief his teeth <laughs> chattering uh, as you hand him the knife. I mean, he's just... and uh, Sister B will step forward and... Aren't you a, a nun? She says nothing and she wraps her arms around him and gives him uh, an embracing hug to calm his nerves. And, and his arms kind of limply shaking go around sister b and then we'll cut to the diner 
Oh, that's us. Yes, that's y'all. Uh, so, yeah, we we were finishing up eating. Um, so, hey, uh, uh, buddy, you gonna you gonna finish that food on your plate? Are you done there? Uh, oh no, no, you you can have it if you're still hungry. Go ahead. Bunch of French fries. <laughs> buddy is very pleased that you are um, eating as well as you are. Um, and perhaps Buddy is a little distracted by Eddie, but Colette is staring at Buddy with a very flat expression and eventually just breaks into the conversation. Why didn't you tell me everything? M- me? What, what, what didn't I tell you? You told me what you saw in the facility. You didn't tell me about the babies. How could you not tell me? Do, do I do I know about the babies keeper? <laughs> yeah, remember that's what that's what you saw. That was your last image you saw as you were ushered out of the I thought it was a woman on the table. It was a woman. He saw a pregnant woman. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It was a woman. Yeah. We'll go with, okay. I tell you what, yeah. But at least in-game, her pregnancy did not come up in our conversation. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I didn't see a baby, really. Um, I guess I, I I do remember that the woman was pregnant, but that, that wasn't... You didn't see babies, like... Actual babies? Like a nursery. No. Like nurses with I babies. Didn't, I didn't, did I, Michael? I don't want to lie to her. Roll on it. Okay. I mean, not, not for nothing. It, in game, you never mention that. In game, you only okay. mention. The okay. So, yeah. Because okay, that's that's the way. Then that's the yeah, way. I mean, I have be. a distinct memory of that scene, and, and you yeah. never talked yeah, about. Yeah. You did not. Uh, oh, okay. This is all coming. Just okay. To be clear, from okay, cool. the vision that Colette had two episodes. Ah, uh, gotcha. Ago. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I never saw. So Colette <laughs> is making the connection that this was in the facility, and you were in the facility. Okay. Gotcha. And you saw things. Cool. I'm not right. saying it's true. Let's, no, let's let's roll with it then. Uh, okay, Miss Miss Colette, I I I wouldn't have lied or, or hidden anything from you. I didn't see any babies. What 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 do you know about babies? Were there were there babies there? Did you find out something that you didn't tell me? I just I just remembered. I my memory is so spotty. And last night when I was drawing, when I was trying to force myself to remember the the kidnapping to draw the picture i had these visions and it must have been while i was in the facility and they had infants do you do you think that what what they drugged you with su- suppressed your memories and do you think maybe that there's things that i might remember too cuz they definitely drugged me i was drugged the whole time I was there, I was barely conscious. I was in a weird fugue state. I, I wonder Buddy, if based I might... on your description, it doesn't sound like they did the same thing to the two of you. No, I... they were keeping her under for a long time. Yeah, you know, it sounds like they just got you out of there. Yeah, it was just a short thing, but there were definitely things there that they didn't want me to see. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying they didn't knock you out. Some something fierce, but. And that woman Colette was is getting more and more agitated. That woman for was this conversation. That woman was pregnant. Shh. More and more agitated and breathing hard. Okay. Sure. So I'm going to say, Colette, why don't we do this? I had a good meal. We're all pretty happy. Is it okay if we maybe get up, we take a walk, we go outside and just catch some air? There's a lot to process here. And I think maybe doing it in a diner no, is don't the best place. Just move on. I have to say this. Okay. When I when How they took me, being? I'm probably being medium. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little bit incensed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I am. Uh, I'm breathing harshly, and there is a lot of obvious tension in my body, almost to the extent that I'm trembling because I am forcing out this thing that I never told you. Mm -hmm. 
which is hard for me to even think about. When they took me, I was pregnant. They told me I had a miscarriage. I have a memory. I have one of my very few memories, but this one is crystal clear. Oh, I'm so sorry, Colette. And I believed them. I mean, I guess. I couldn't even think. Yeah, how could you? Eddie, we got to stop them. We got to. And as, as this is happening, I'm looking around the diner, and I'm looking to see if there's anyone listening anyone that looks like they're paying attention as colette's voice got up a little bit higher i'm i want to look sort of front back side i'm really looking closely to see if we caught anyone's attention just make a luck roll for me uh, no i missed okay uh there's uh, all the way on the far side of the diner is a man eating by himself with but he's just got like a cup of coffee and a paper and occasionally you catch some sidelong glances from him okay so i'm just i'm gonna lower my voice just a teeny bit and i'm gonna say colette i am so sorry that happened here's what i'm worried about there's someone in the diner who's maybe showing a teeny bit of interest in what we're talking about it could just be because we're interesting people but if you're okay, if we go outside and we finish this conversation, maybe we're not going to let some people know some stuff we don't want them to know. And Colette's just going to burst up and rush out of the diner. Okay. And we'll cut to Sam on that note. And Sam's riding a nice blue bike. No, uh, he's... <laughs> oh, he, God. Oh, he's he's oh, driving oh, his oh. car down over to the hotel uh well presumably arrow would be he's got his uh hands on a packet or two of uh spanglers circus peanuts only the best oh speaking of which and uh i just ran out and uh well you know you could get more of those with Belinda <laughs> at the local store so so he, he'll pull up to the uh, hotel um and while he's driving there he does he, he does sort of casually look over to the passenger seat where the notebook that Belinda gave him is resting and okay. he sort of pauses after he parks and he sort of takes a deep breath and he leans over and he picks up the book. Uh, what, what's, what's it look like? That's on you, Emily, to describe this book. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's very nondescript. It's just like a little notebook that you would have found in Belinda's general store because that's where it came from. She had a habit of collecting things, as I said before, and then collecting pictures when she couldn't collect things, but she didn't have a lot of money or resources. And so as I look at this nondescript notebook, um, I will flip open the first uh, page. Uh, is there anything written, say, on the mar on the, you know the back, you know, property of Joe or or notes or dates or anything like that? It, there are no dates. There are just there are just sketches. There are pictures. There are some some notes, some sentences, not full journal entries, just thoughts and things that things that I saw. It could be anything from a you know a broken wheel laying against a building to the scene in the middle of town with the wait that's the wrong oh shit that's the wrong season um, <laughs> when the gun that's embarrassing to something more violent that i can't think of in this moment because would Joe there be a, was through a lot got it is there anything mm -hmm. towards the end of the book say maybe pictures within like a military base or of like uh of like something going up in flames <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Well, the problem is that the book was left in the store uh, and Joe left, so there couldn't be, but I would love there to be. If there's anything prior to that, he would see. Yeah. Yeah. There could be things about your 
like your family mm. or scenes mm-hmm. from I, I, I'm yeah, just yeah. postulating like not that's not fair any... yeah no, memories. So I, I, yeah so I'll flip through briefly and I'll sort of maybe recognize that because I've seen the house we've certainly talked about your family when we were together and I brought you over and over the couple weeks we were caring for one another I was caring for you and so I, I presume this would be some of those ties and I'd sort of take it I put it in my glove compartment box and I'd make sure it's locked and then I'd hop on and start walking into the hotel Probably, probably oh. just like wipe, wipe, wipe a uh, handkerchief towards the corner of my eye. I'm imagining uh, kind of this overhead shot of the tarp flapping on the back of your truck that occasionally reveals a bike in the back, <laughs> and you getting out of the truck as Colette comes out of the diner, and oh. um. Because the the diner's kind of attached, right? It, they share almost the parking lot with the hotel, right? They just oh. walked into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just walked down the block. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in that case, the door would burst open, <clears throat> and certainly catch my eye. A a woman yeah. would, and I'd probably brusquely just walk outside, yeah. in a, hyperventilating. In a, probably in an, an angry, traumatized woman is the perfect person for Sam to Don't speak with. Say it, <laughs> Sam. And I. This is gonna go great. Reflexively, when I hear like the door fling open and the sounds, I'd probably reflexively just put my hand on my 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 holster, and I'd uh, and I'd look over and and I and I'd go, "What in the hell?" And I and I'd probably start running in that direction. And so I'd see you, Colette, and we 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 met at the end, right? There was a we briefly, I think, in the house, from what I recall. Yep. You were briefly. The one hiding, we didn't. Right? Hit it off. We didn't really hit it off. And I'll at go, least he's hey, running at so you with the on his gun. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'll go, you're the, uh, you're that, you're that lady who was uh, uh, all, all caught up uh, hiding in the closet. What uh, was it? So I'm going to look uh, to side to side to see if Buddy or Eddie is out yet, and I'll just say, I don't know what you're talking about. My name's no, Lulu. At the, at the house. Lulu Minkton. My, at the house, don't you? So oh. good. Uh, okay, so Buddy would probably be out the door about now. Yeah, so so before um, we get so before we do that, this is what I would say to you as we're getting up. I'm going to say, Buddy, I, I, I'll i go ahead and pay. Go ahead and, and follow her out. I'm going to stay behind a little bit because I want to see if we got a tail. Okay, that sounds good. I want to make sure she's okay. <laughs> And I just rolled a little intelligence roll, uh, and I go, no, 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 it was Colette. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) Stop punching you in the throat. (laughs) Right. You know my name better than I do, huh? Who do you think you are? Well, I I just see a lady in distress. I told you my name. You told me I had a different name. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I do sometimes get names mixed up on occasion of some of the women in my life. So it's certainly possible. <laughs> now, let me just ask, are we married? <laughs> You're not racial, right? Uh, Lulu. <laughs> Lulu. Lulu Minkton. Got it. Got it. Well, Lulu, you look like you're all flustered. Uh, 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 anything happened in that diner? And I'll sort of run up to you. You look like you're a stranger. Why are you talking to me? I'm what fine. Sh- Am I out? Stranger, we, we met at the at the, that one fella's house. The professor. Okay, so oh, buddy, buddy would come out at this point. Oh, <laughs> m- m- Mr. Sam. Um, and Buddy would walk out in a way to, to, to physically put himself between Sam and Colette. Uh, just not like not like you know bouncer style, but just sort of you know casually, um, sort of just a little bit in front of Colette. Um, not like blocking, but just you know sort yeah. of to the side and maybe shoulder in front of Colette. Buddy, do you know him? Um, yeah, yeah, we, we've 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 met. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. cut from that yeah. moment to Sister B. <laughs> we've met <laughs> just, just i just hope that you're like this when you say that right <laughs> <laughs> thanks for oh. not shooting colette 
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to interrupt the scene. Man but runs towards me with his hand on his gun. Says he knows you. my name. Give him, right. give him time. It'll happen. It'll happen, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Sister B, if you want to stay, do you want to stay in that moment or do you want to uh, jump a we, little bit? The one thing we want to do is um, quickly uh, with Ethan, uh, calm Ethan, okay. step away from Ethan. It says, oh, Ethan, hold on to the knife and be calm for just one minute and I will do a quick search. And she will turn the lights on and she doesn't expect Ethan to help, but she wants to uh, rifle through the pockets and uh, anything that the... When you turn the lights on, right, you shot them and Ethan was behind them. So Ethan has spray all over him. Right? Like, um, And he probably doesn't even realize it at this moment, but it just kind of adds to, you know, that trembling Ethan there holding the knife um, powerlessly, right? Uh, but, and I would imagine Sister B would quite efficiently start to pat down these bodies, though. Yeah, yep, and then in the meantime, she just uh, casually says, oh, Ethan, uh, go go get one of your uh, pharmacy-type uh, coats or something that you put over. Put it over yourself just uh, for uh, uh, for look's sake. It'll be good for you. Okay. And so he and disappears then, to, the, to the front of the pharmacy. And then... Uh, um, so she rifles through, sees if she can find uh, anything of value that might be in a wallet or medallions or anything interesting with weapons. Um, okay. Anything. Roll a, roll a spot hidden. Yeah, 72 is terrible. No. Okay. <laughs> so what you would find then, uh, of course, uh, two uh, six-shot revolvers uh, with that each one has four shells left in it. Um. They have in their pockets no sort of identification. Each one has ten dollars and four dollars in quarters. So they have no wallet. So is it? It's do they have a curious lack of identification? Yes. Okay, that's what. And then the suits are nondescript. Are the suits identical? They are. Down to the shoes, up to everything. Yep. Yep. Okay. And do they? Uh, their age and such like that anything uh curious about that um distinguishing are they young like they would be military age like young men or are they a bit older maybe a little more experienced and grizzled with a few scars across their face yeah you're looking at like uh probably early 30s on these guys okay um then she does a quick thing she wants to do this uh she's thinking they might be military so on one of them she takes off their uh their coat as quickly as she can and their shirt and she looks for tattoos and they both have what appear to be scars on the same left bicep where whatever was there was either cut off or burned off oh wow oh okay <laughs> so sister b says ethan Oh, quickly come back to uh, me over here. We need to get going pretty quick. And uh, when he gets back over, it's he I'm assuming he's still pretty uh, pretty hyped up. And she says, we we, uh, we will be leaving here out the back door. We will quickly be going down the streets. We will stop for nothing. We will look around at things around us, if anything is looking or following us. We are going to the church that I stay at. We are doing this very quickly. Are you ready for this, Ethan? We are not stopping. We have to go very but, quickly. But, but, but what, what, uh, are, are there going to be more? Are there... uh, this is, Ethan, don't ask, don't ask those questions and don't think. Uh, well, do me one thing. Go get the sample of the brain matter in the jar and put that in the pocket of your jacket. You have good deep pockets. And then we will go very quickly back to, uh, back to church convent. Okay. And so he he quickly comes back and he has the white uh ph not physician, the white chemist coat or pharmacist coat. It's buttoned down, so he has it buttoned. Mm -hmm. And so it's this pristine white coat, but then the blood spray on his face, right? That's that's well marked. A little bit. Uh, so Sister Sister B will take if there's any cloth or actually she just takes the suit jacket from one of the dead guys and wipes his face down a little bit, and okay. she he, she says oh this isn't pharmacy generally there's a rack up front that has a, a cheap bags of uh, circus peanuts do you have any go grab some, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, they will make their way food. out 
They I'm will not, open the. I'm not oh. hungry, sister. You don't oh, need to be I hungry for circus peanuts. There's always <laughs> room for circus peanuts. The uh, the modified high fructose corn syrup is good for you. And she uh, opens the back door, uh, looks around, and listens. And then will make her way down the street if it's clear, uh, with Ethan. Yeah, make a listen roll. That is a 66 is another not good roll. And her listen is a 60. So she misses it. Okay. Maybe Uh, a big car went by. Yeah, that's what I would think. And uh, she says, she says, oh, we cannot risk staying here much longer, Ethan. And she looks him directly in the eye and says, Ethan, he says, Ethan, you have been very, very brave. These people were very, very bad. You are on the righteous side of doing things. You are leading, you are on the precipice of going into a new world and being in a new a new place. We must leave. You will follow me. Yes, sister. And uh, she grabs his hand and holds his hand. And then she goes out and she makes, um, doesn't run, but an extremely brisk uh, walk down the street towards the church. Okay. And so if we had kind of the cinematic view between alleyways, right? Mm-hmm. It's the, the nun in her full gown right and then her, her right next right next to her is he's in a pharmacist lab coat in white so it's kind of this checkered movement through the alleyways as as we head towards the convent and um we can cut there we can yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say that's uh i think that's everything just making okay. sure ethan is good Okay. All right. We'll cut to back in front of the diner where Buddy says. Yep. So really that. quickly at this point, I've probably paid. And um, as I said, I'm sort of heading outside, but I'm going to separate from the group a little bit. Okay. And I want to get in a position where I can watch to see if the guy that was watching us heads out after the group heads away. And I'm going to sort of try and motion to Buddy. I'm assuming by now we've worked out a bit of a communication thing to start heading back to the hotel. Okay. So I guess uh, as this is happening, Colette is peering at Sam. I recognize you. Yeah, uh, Colette, this is um, Mr. Wagoneer. Uh, Mr. Wagoneer, what, what are you doing here today? This is quite a coincidence. Well, it pretty sure is. I just haven't seen you guys in several weeks. Uh, I was on my way out because I heard of all these uh, disappearances and, and whatnot happening yeah. here in the Straits. And, well, I felt due to bound to come down and see uh, what's going on. It had anything you were to do in the over. house. The what? Yeah. The house. He, he you was, were in the house in with Buddy, house. with Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, we talked like about the disappearances. 60 seconds ago. You told me about an exploding head. Buddy, is she feeling okay? It's 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 been a tough day, Mister Wagoneer. Um, hey, uh, we are heading back this way. Um, to the hotel. I, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, do, I was just heading there myself. Do, do you, you guys wanna, know Elroy by chance? Uh, do we know Elroy? Make a make a knowledge roll on that, or uh, yeah, make a knowledge roll on okay. that. Uh, both of us. Sure. Uh, anybody who's knowledge. at the hotel could have who hears this could have. That's uh, a fail for me, which uh, makes sense because yeah, Colette a, was hiding in her room, yeah, afraid of. Discovery. It's a close fail, but it's a fail for okay. me. Uh, okay. No, no, I, I don't know anyone named Elroy. And um, uh, Buddy's going to turn and and ho- hope that Colette sort of comes with. Um, and if she would, you just automatically come with? I'd come. Emily? Okay. Um, so we're going to turn ahead, and, and Sam, you're going to come with as well. Are you guys heading right safety. there? Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, we're gonna we're do gonna I, do that. Do I see do I see Eddie by chance at this point as he's walking out? So it, depending on how close you were, you would have seen me come out. And, but you know, he's standing ho- off about ten feet behind. Ho- him. Hopefully, you're not this oblivious. So, so I was out I was actually I'm... picturing, and I I don't know if if I've just got this wrong in my head. I was picturing that as we went out the door, um, I was picturing us slightly to the right of the door, um, with Sam first with his back to the door, then Eddie, then Colette. So I would have been facing Sam with Sam's back to the door. I'm sorry, not Eddie, Buddy, and then Colette. Yeah. Um, so that Sam would have had his back to the door as he was facing us. 
if that's not the case, then uh, no, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to prescribe up, anything. Sam would have been walking up from the parking lot. Colette would have been coming out from the door. So Sam would essentially be facing facing the, the building. Behind, yeah, mm-hmm. facing the gotcha. building with the door behind Colette. He okay, would come out and sure. come in between. So if if yep. Eddie came Got out, it. he I'm assuming he kind of acted like he didn't know y'all so much. No, so yep. no, no, no. I I okay. I'm obviously going to recognize Sam and yeah. sort of protect my face when i see him but when i see sam i'm gonna sort of do the this kind of thing like a shush kind of motion and sort of motion for you to to sort of keep doing what you're doing and then i'm heading sort of and this is my assumption so make it fit with the logistics of it wherever that guy is standing or sitting in the place i want to go away from there so it's not like he's looking out the window and seeing me go and then it's, and then I want to go someplace sort of in the lot, in the shadows, so I can watch the door for a bit. Okay. So you would you would essentially, but we'll have to roll to see if Sam picks up or if he shouts to you. You would essentially leave the door and head left back towards the hotel. Sure. And like duck back Perfect. into the shadows over yep. there. And okay. Buddy would say, uh, Mr. Wagoneer, let's, uh, let's go for a walk. And, you know, kind of give the big eyes and the, the head nod. Yeah. Do I have this at advantage at that point, or just a straight like sure, intelligence roll? I'll, I'll give you advantage, but it'd be <laughs> really be... fun if you if you blow no, this roll because <laughs> I I blew the first roll. So just... how bad did you blow it? Hey, uh, I got a sixty-eight, and now I got a ninety-four. So um... okay, well, one thing, Eddie, you're you're still <laughs> so even awkward. If... Is even as you're walking out, you're ravenous. You like just ate, but you're walking out and and you're you're in FBI mode. Like you're you're oh my god, really on top of this, but you are so freaking hungry <laughs> at the same time still. And and so Sam holding two bags of Spanglers, uh, uh, peanuts <laughs> for what it's worth. <laughs> looks, looks and goes, hey. You're that FBI fella that was with this fella, aren't you? Uh, Mr. Wagoneer, can can we can we go for a walk, uh-huh. Mr. Wagoneer? And, and, and he's yeah, like he really trying for, trying to get uh, Sam's attention. See what you guys want, given dessert? given the head nod. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. I guess I'll yeah, pick come, up come on with us. The, uh, oh, right. Over this way, we, Mr. Wagoneer. Catch up. Uh, oh, okay. And I'm sort of walking and backwards, sort of, and and I'll just sort of give a quick little wave back in your direction, Eddie. <laughs> And uh, keep walking with you, you buddy, and, and okay. Lulu. So yeah, so we're walking L- toward Lulu. toward the the hotel. Uh, thank thanks, Mister Wagoneer. Uh, we didn't we didn't want to uh, blow uh, Mister Eddie's cover. Oh, you guys are undercover. Well, you should have said some. Well, I, I think I, we didn't oh, really I... have time. Um, and we're not really technically undercover. We just don't want uh, it. He's doing something else. We we don't want to call him out. Uh, so Secret let's just like. uh, head to yeah. the hotel. Yep, exactly. We're gonna head to the hotel. So you you were talking about a a, a fella, um, Elroy? Did you say? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that uh that that girl Joe at some point? Uh, yeah, Joe jo Barnes. Mm-hmm. Joe Barnes. So she used to work at this store. And uh, while I was down here checking out the local bar, seeing what uh, what I could, uh, what bushes uh, I could uh, uh, shake, and uh, what might fall out, and I and I heard from this local barkeep that there was a, a person who's staying at this hotel in Elroy, who's got the same sort of funky wonkiness as uh, that professor. He disappeared and came back, and just is just a shell of himself. And uh, the whole town's been trying to support him because he's just a bit of a bumpkin. And, uh, well, I found out his favorite snack food are, are circus peanuts. And, well, roundabout, that's how I got here. Wow. Uh, aren't circus peanuts everyone's favorite snack food? I guess so. <laughs> you hear you hear from <laughs> way away, yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So so he disappeared and came back in yeah. sort of the same way that that Joe ended up. So he disappeared and came back and you're bringing him candy. Well, I'm trying to see, you know, how he reacts cuz this used to be a favorite food. And if he's the same sort of person or not, 
you know, he may react different and may give us clues if he's got any of these brain splodings that are about to happen. I'm the same person. What? Uh, so, um, uh, how long was this El Elroy person gone? They said just a couple of days or something like that. Yeah, but he's going to look at Colette and kind of give like a face, like a scared face. Um, I don't, I don't want to table talk it, but, uh, but Emily, if you look at me on camera and go, yeah, yeah, I one see of those it. Faces. Cause okay. we both know how long Colette was in there ish <laughs> as much as she can know. Yeah. Do I, do I pick up on this from you? Colette? Or did you tell me Lulu about when we first discussed that you came from the base? I don't uh, remember. We didn't discuss much because you talked about exploding heads and I freaked out and you went downstairs. Right. Cause right, I couldn't right. talk because I was yep. freaking out. Yep. Yeah. Head popping. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a good conversation starter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Colette's getting tense again. Mm-hmm. Because uh, this is the same thing happening all over again. Because Sam seems to be implying that people go to the base and then they change and then their heads explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I worry that he got infected at the base, just like the other gentleman, that professor whose head then exploded. Well, I... just like our other friend. <laughs> See, but just like our other friends, Sam, uh, you should leave. But Mr. Wagoneer, that's not that's not really what what happened. Um, because the 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 people who were at the base for a long time aren't the ones who um had the the brain thing. That that was that was just the one person. It was just Richard, and then the people who came in contact what? with Richard. Somebody needs to explain to me what is the brain thing. Well, we don't really know, um, but it, it seems like uh, that maybe the people at the base did something that infected. Um, uh, what was Richard's last name? Feiner, Feimer, Feimer, Feimer. Yeah, that infected Mister Feimer, and that that's what killed him. And then being in contact with him is, is what killed um, his friend. Rutherford. Yeah, his friend Rutherford. Um, and, and maybe, um, that, that, um, really nice, very smart, um, uh, really, really great character, um, Franny. Oh, Franny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she was very, Some very cool. She, she seems yeah. like she was an awesome person. I, I don't know if you heard much about her, but she seemed really great. You know, you she talked a, a lot, but she was really nice. <laughs> yeah. She was really nice most of the time until, you know. That whole head exploding thing, it just was real unfortunate. What do you know about the infection, about the disease? What if I'm infected? I, see, I don't think so. Cause I the was people, there for so long. Right, but the people who got it, every Wait, all the reports that the we had, yeah, so was I. Um, Is there a test? All the, all, the, all the things that we heard, that the information that we have is that people who got infected didn't live for more than 24 or 48 hours. And and uh, you've been along you've been alive way longer than that. Uh, yeah. So what I don't I think there's to... I don't think there's any way that that you could have that. Yeah, that's uh, that that's unfortunate that you two were in there for so long. Well, I, I worked there. What so... happened to Joe? Uh. I heard her in the house. Yeah, I can't. I heard her I, talking to this. She's not the same Russian anymore. woman. She's not the same, Kalulu. Uh, we we should just make our way to the hotel. <laughs> so good with names. Did she get infected? Well, I our so, reports are. I that... just can't figure out. I don't know what's happening here. I'm guessing no, it's been three four minutes elapsed yeah, at yeah. this point. Yeah. So at this point, I'm gonna circle sort of around so that someone if they were looking out the window of the diner they wouldn't see but i'm going to circle around and catch up to the group okay so safe to assume that um that person didn't follow yeah i didn't see anybody i said oh, okay oh, you know i'll keep an eye behind us a little bit but it may it may have been nothing i'd rather be a little bit paranoid boy and i'm still really hungry yeah, as he, I was going to say, as he gets up to you there's just this huge gurgle as his hey, stomach uh, rumbles uh, hey sam sam look I, I, I thought of a way you could make up for punching me in the face like that. Can I have one of those bags of circus peanuts? 
And I thought I already made up, but uh, I said, but but listen, you're gonna have some, but I'm this is uh, important. I, I spent a lot of you're a good man, and I, I'll rip worth. open one of the bags and just start eating the art. Can you do me a favor and simulate Sam? I, if I didn't run out, I would do it. Yeah, so while they're eating, have we walked our way? half a block back to the hotel yeah, yeah. Yet. it's not it's, far i mean they share great. a parking lot so it's not so i'm not interested in the circus peanut conversation but i'm going to pop back into my room and grab those two papers that i didn't share earlier mm. okay but they were coming for you and the picture of the baby mm-hmm. and, those are the ones and i'm going straight to the front desk if there's a front desk for the hotel okay Unless you notice with one bag of circus peanuts, the other one is going into the room with me. <laughs> All right. So as the as the group kind of splits off into these smaller little pods, we'll cut back over to Sister B. <clears throat> okay, Sister B. She's making her way down the street to a church convent, and she's... Uh... You can, uh, if you want, if there's something you want to do here, Sister B, you can do it, or if you want to time dash us forward, you can time dash us forward, too. That's so time dash is uh, to the convent. So she wants to be at the front door. Let's go in, mm-hmm. and she has Ethan with her, and, and she says, oh, Ethan, you can come in with me. This is this is part of the church that uh, normally uh, public can't go, but yeah, if you're yeah. with me, you're, you're okay. Sister, Mother Superior, I, she would, I would be. I would like that. Yeah. Like she brings that. him in and uh, she looks at him and she says, you are safe inside here once the doors are closed. Oh, and uh, she says, we will be uh, leaving soon. Uh, Ethan, do you have family in town? Yes, sister. Okay, we, we need to go. This is uh, Some things have happened that were bad. I want you to sit down at the desk over here and write a letter to your family. You will be sending it to them from here. I, 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 I can't go anywhere, sister. Uh, you have to go somewhere. These men, they have seen you, and your life is in danger. You'll be coming with me. You, you, you killed them, sister. They they, do, they they can't see me anymore. Uh, I believe there, are, there will be other people. They will be coming back to that pharmacy. You cannot go back to that pharmacy. It's time for you to come uh, with me. We will be leaving this town. What should I write, sister? So I will help you. You will start with uh, the, letting your family know just... Uh, that you need to be leaving town, not where you are going, because you do not know, and that you love them very much, and you will try to come back when you can, but you will send them more letters with information uh, about how you are. You are perfectly okay. Things have gone a little bit uh, astray of of how things went, and um, it is time to go. The first time he tries to write, the pencil lead just snaps right off, right? And he's... um, so. But eventually, with your help, like he gets through a letter, but it barely looks uh, you would, might not know, but it barely looks like his handwriting. I mean, it's just a mess of he's shaking so bad at this point Absolutely. that he can't even control the writing. So she gets an envelope and she'll um, take the envelope and uh, ask for his address and address it for him. Um, there's no return address or anything like that. And then uh, she will go to a, a little stash of stamps that these sisters would have. And uh, if there's other sisters that co- have come by, she asked that uh, Mother Superior come by. She needs, the question is from the church convent, how far is the train station? Do they need a? It's uh, a great question here. Let me Let me just roll on it and we'll decide. It's going to be 98 miles away. Yes, it is. Exactly. <laughs> well, we'll call it uh, about nine tenths of a mile. Oh, not far, but good. Uh, and he's in. She says to sis, uh, other sisters, sister, uh, talk to his mother superior. I need to borrow the uh, church car, but I need one of you to drive it. Uh, this young fellow, he is in danger and, and perhaps so am I. We will be in back of car. I need you to drive us to a uh, train station. Uh, if you could do that. And so. A lot like the nuns at the end of the Sound of Music, hopefully. That'll be very, very helpful. Right. And we're throwing I, off the Nazis that are chasing us. I was going to say the this this kind of history of nuns doing, I, I, I don't want to think of the nuns through this lens. I'm okay of the population thinking of the nuns and Sister B through a certain lens. But uh, the nuns themselves are used to doing some subversive activities. And in that, 
process they're not really going to give you a hard time about this maybe some questioning looks or glances but uh so so the one thing is the one person who knows it would be mother superior so sister b would have told mother superior about her whole background where okay. she came from and okay. even some of the other uh intricate aspects that uh, Richard was her brother and such like that. So she sat down, they had a long conversation one night. And so the, the mother superior would know that uh, part of it. And um, I hopefully, you know, she would have okay. been. Uh, so she, leanings. she gives you the mother superior would give you a look of concern and maybe look for, you know, a visual cue back. She doesn't want to upset the other sisters but uh, she also doesn't want to put them in danger by having them drive you. So this that is a question be. for the keeper. In the conversations, I, I don't want to you know, make, yeah. make the story for them, but in talking to the sisters in general and the mother superior, are they approving of how the town is going and of this facility, or are they suspicious of the facility? No, they were, they're very suspicious. Okay. Yeah. And so, so that's... Uh, in that fact, I mean, they're serving. I think that's the other part that puts them on edge is they're serving the people of the Straits, right? Mm -hmm. uh, ah, they're uh, akin to everything that's been going on there. So you would also, by virtue of staying there, be mm -hmm. aware of the problems that you know Sam is discovering and that they're investigating. Oh wow, that's actually cool. Okay, uh, so Sister B, those knows that at this point with the. Uh, with the soldiers that she thought were Russian soldiers and was a convent burning, but these other two with these scars on their arms, uh, now it's extra, extra deep. And she does not want Ethan to be hurt or taken away, perhaps to the facility, or even worse, like these people in the Straits uh, dying in gruesome ways. So she wants, her number one thing is to protect Ethan and she wants to get Ethan out of town. She's okay. also thinking of the map uh, that was back in Richard's, the Atlas, and it had mm -hmm. the little notation of Bloodstone. Mm -hmm. And yep. in her head, she wants to get to a train going to Bloodstone. And she has okay. the brain. The brain is the important part. Okay. Got it. All right. So then Sister Anne Margaret is going to uh, drive you to the train station. And um, uh, all I have a vision now is of the beautiful old actress Anne Margaret playing. I was going to say, Sister Anne Margaret, really? <laughs> wow, with these. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. And uh, so, Sister Anne will get you to the train station. And uh, it, you you pack pretty light anyway. So, is, we'll... a, is a Sister Uma Thurman with us, too? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not usually a Michael Defender, but it's tough coming up with names <laughs> right on the fly like that. No, no, I'm just saying it would be great. <laughs> Sister Uma Thurman might kill Sister B. All right. It's true. So, all right. So Sister Anne's going to get y'all to the train station and we'll do, we'll kind of do the shot of y'all hurriedly kind of ducking into the back of the car and maybe the nuns uh, peeking out the windows, right? The, the mother superior wants to make sure y'all weren't followed. Um, this mm. is a savvy group, right, in the middle of this town with all these strange goings on. They're not naive at all in in what's going on here. Not so much so that they're like their whole own spy organization, but they're they're definitely know know what's going on. So, so around these sisters who seem so confident and know what they're doing, how is Ethan's disposition? He, I mean, he's a mess. He's like he's in kind of full blown post traumatic. Right. He's just he doesn't know what to do with himself. Of course, the sisters cleaned him up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Up. And and they're trying to help him. But he's still, I mean, sh shaking and freezing. Yeah. Right. Like It's just. Yeah. He feels like he almost died. Right. Right there in that moment. And he, and then he was by his own hand killed somebody, which is like way way out of this character's oh so sister b when she is in church she does she takes um there would be quite a few of them around a necklace that is it would be lying around something of a religious icon and like a rosary point, yeah and she puts it around his neck um okay. even if he's not catholic and she says to him this will this will soothe you and protect you and she puts it around his neck 
and tucks it into his shirt and she says keep this close to your heart and this will this will protect you on our on our journey you can make a persuade roll with that and that is one of my best yeah i know and a 30 Ooh, nice okay. 37 i just missed a hard success and for the first time he he stills a little bit and he he there's feeling in his hand as he as he squeezes your hand and and he looks at you and he says I'll, I'll, I'll go with you sister and then we'll cut back to the front desk sure okay sure nope hold on <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's been like 5 minutes you lost it again <clears throat> listen 5 minutes is a long time to keep it up so, uh, uh, not the first so, time you've said that, I'm sure. Not gonna be the last since awesome. Sam's at Sam's at the front desk. Sam needs a voice fluffer, is the real thing we need here. All right, so, so Sam's at the front desk, and uh, <laughs> I think is, we broke Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I need, a, there... I need a I need a name fluff for all right uh you know what <laughs> on, on that as you arrive to the front desk we will end this episode and we'll we'll pick up with that on the next episode all right that is gonna do it for this episode of under the library just a reminder that we are now doing two shorter episodes per week so you can look forward to another show in just a few days until then, you can find us at underthelibrary.com. And of course, don't forget to check out our other podcast. It's called Up Your RPG and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. So for me and for Michael, for Scott, Rick, Wayne, and Emily, thanks very much for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Why would you do it that way? Don't ask those questions and don't think. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I do sometimes get names mixed up on occasion of some of the women in my life. <laughs> Let me just ask, are we married? Yeah, I had screwed up. I put it in the I put it in the thing. In the Discord. Thank you. I put it in the Discord. If we're gonna be precise, Michael side railed both of us.